What's going on, everybody? This is your boy, Big Baby Jonathan here. Welcome to the Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast Show. I got my boy, CJ. What's going on, CJ? What's going on, John? How you doing, bro? I'm doing good, man. Um, let's get this thing started. First question for you is, do you think West Virginia can upset Duke in the Sweet 16? Man, uh, you know, I, I really don't see it. You know, um, obviously UCF, you know, played played Duke great. But, you know, I think what a lot, a lot of that had to do with, uh, you know, obviously the head coach UCF being one of the one of the first players Coach K uh, had had coached um, since he first got to Duke, so the lot it was a lot of similarity there. It was a lot of uh, similar type play. Um, and Taco Fall, you know, you you know, it's not Taco Fall. It's not a Taco Fall in West Virginia, so um, it's just going to be tough. I, I don't I don't I don't see them uh, just stopping you know RJ and Zion, and then if if Cam could get hot from three, and that that's really been their kryptonite is the, is a three point shot. I think if uh, if they could get that on a consistent basis, you know, Trey, Trey Jones missing a lot of shots in that UCF game. If you know, he, if he hits a couple of those, you know, it's it's probably it's probably game over before anything. So, um, if they could get the shot going, I, I don't I don't see West Virginia having a shot. Yeah, and they, my bad, I made a mistake. It's Virginia Tech. My bad. Okay. Oh, I mean, same deal. Same deal. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I still feel like again, you know, Zion. It's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to guard Zion just in a low post. Um, you know what? I, I would like to see a little bit Coach K put the ball in his hands a little bit more and do some playmaking. Um, have, really haven't yet, really haven't seen that a lot from him. You know, I know he could do it. You know, I watched him at, at Spartanburg last year when he was a he was a senior um, in South Carolina. So I know he definitely has that capability. And you know, I would definitely like to see him do more of that in the tournament, just to see, uh, you know, just to show his versatility as a player. You know, obviously, you know, I'm a Knicks fan, so you know, I'm hoping that uh, you know, number one goes number one, <laughs> and. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I just I just don't see I just don't see anybody stopping him. And then RJ, both of them are left-handed. It's gonna be it's gonna be th- those are tough covers. Yeah, man, it's gonna be a tough game. But I got Virginia taking the upset, man, because there's a lot oh. of teams, there's a lot of teams out there that you don't expect to win to win. Right. Virginia Tech can play at a high level. It's one game. One if you win, you For go sure. For sure. If you lose, you go home. So I feel like Virginia Tech is gonna be up and ready to go. They're gonna be motivated. They're gonna be playing with passion. So don't be surprised if. Uh, Virginia Tech beats Duke. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, you, and definitely, you know, they obviously have goals as well. You know, um, you know, I'm pretty sure playing through this throughout their season. You know, they want to cut down the nets as well. So that's, it's going to be a fun matchup. It's going to be a really great matchup, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I just feel like it's, it's a special, it's a special season for Duke, especially after, uh, especially after last year. So, um, I mean, especially after last game. So I just think that uh, we'll see what happens, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. And w- actually, I got another. Duke question. Do you think do you think Duke's gonna win it all? Do you think uh, North Carolina's gonna win? Yeah, that's and that's that's my championship game right there. Uh, Duke versus North Carolina round four. Man, um, I, I'm I'm a, yeah I'm a still I'm a still stick with Duke even though North Carolina has some very special players as well. Nasir Little, Kobe White, Cameron Johnson is a, is a great shooter off the dribble and he, he's a great spot up shooter as well. Um, very great matchups and of course you know two Hall of Fame coaches and uh, Roy Williams and Coach K so. It's, it's going to be tough, but I, I think Duke still still gets it done. I think they still get it done. I just think they have they have some special players over there. So, yeah, um, if Virginia Tech doesn't beat Duke, I got Duke and North Carolina national championship. Man, yep. Zion bro is a beast. Man, he's who? Yeah. <laughs> there's reports today that um, there's people saying that he's a Hall of Famer. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I, yeah, and I saw and that was the, I saw the UCF coach. He, he said that on Get Up this morning. I mean, 
I mean, I'm not gonna go that far. I mean, he hasn't even stepped foot on the NBA court yet, so it's like it's just I don't I don't go that far with the hyperbole. I just think that you know he he is of special talent, and there's a lot of us a lot of upside to his game. And for mm-hmm. me, like he does a lot of things well. He does the little things. We know the athleticism. You know, that's that's the God given talent. But um, you know, offensive rebounds, going back up. Uh, a lot of players don't want to do that. A lot of players don't want to do the dirty work. And he's willing to do those type of things. So if you read, if you have a special player like that that's re- already willing to do those type of things on the court, that's how you know like he's bound to be special. So um, Hall of Famer. I mean, it's it's possible. Obviously, you know, injuries play factor. You know, we you know, hopefully the basketball guys keep him healthy for his career. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, I'm not going to go that far, but I do think he's, he could be, a, he's going to be a very, very great player for sure. It's a Hall yeah. of Fame. That's tough, man. That's tough to because he hasn't even stepped on the court. We haven't seen him play a second in the A, not even a summer league game. So to jump straight to the Hall of Fame is it's extreme. <laughs> yeah, no, man. Everybody's saying he's a Hall of Famer. I don't see it yet because right. he has to play one game. He has to get drafted to get to the NBA level. But people are saying he's like LeBron. I don't see that. Mm. Do you? No, I, I mean, I, and I understand the comparisons because of the athleticism. But, you know, LeBron, I think LeBron's IQ, even though, even though Zion has some really good IQ, he's made a couple of nice bounce passes um, in, these, in these tournament games. But I just think LeBron's IQ um, was a lot higher even, even back then. Uh, I would like to see, I think in, in terms of a basketball standpoint for Zion, I would like to see more floaters, more off the dribbles. He doesn't really do that much. You know, he's a set, he's a set shooter because obviously they're going to sag off because they don't want to step up because he's going to blow right by them. So, um, he, you know, he, he understands that. So, he, you know, he gets, he gets his feet set and just pulls up. And I respect him for having that confidence. You look at a guy like Ben Simmons still struggling to get the shot. He's already willing to shoot that now. So I think that's very dangerous. I mean, I'm not going to – I wouldn't compare him to LeBron. Um, you know, if I would say like a more like a modern-day like Larry Johnson type. You know, oh, yeah. he, has, he has that type of build. But he's, he's more of like a it's positionless basketball. So, you know, you have to be able to handle and do those certain type of things. So I, that would be more of a comparison for him. But he, mm-hmm. he can be he could be as great as LeBron, sure, because just the, the hype factor, the hype factor, and you know just his personality and everything. But uh, the, in terms of game, I just don't see it. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I don't see it either, man. But uh, you gotta get into New York Knicks, man. What is your <laughs> about them trading Porzingis? Were you upset, mad, or did you expect it to happen? Yeah, I mean, I think the writing was on the wall. I just felt like you know Porzingis, you know, really voiced his. Uh, his feelings for the Knicks. I, honestly, when Phil Jackson was there, you know, he, when he missed that uh, exit meeting a couple of years ago, that, that kind of raised the red flag. You know, usually when your best player um, doesn't show up to the exit meeting, you know, that's, that's usually something that, that um, is a cause for concern. So I, I knew he was unhappy already. And then obviously him getting hurt, um, you know, you know, that was obviously a big time, big time loss. So I, I think the Knicks got a great deal, you know, getting Dennis Smith Jr. I think that's probably the player they wanted to draft in the first place instead of drafting the Lakina. Um, either either Smith or or Donovan Mitchell, but um, you know, so yeah, they they got the they got the point guard they wanted. You know, they got rid of uh, Tim Hardaway's contract, and you know they have they have the cap space now, and then, you know they have the worst record in the NBA, so it's, they have the highest probability to get Zion. So you know, I think they're in a, I think they're in a in a really good spot. I think um, I, the ceiling for the Knicks is you know draft Zion and then get two max players and then have Zion play with those two guys. That's that's the ceiling. Um, what probably will happen was, you know, they're going to draft Zion and probably get, they'll probably get two, two, two players that maybe that people didn't really want, but they're still going to be really good players and they're going to be a good team. Um, so I, I think, I think along those lines is something happens, but I'm, I'm not too mad. About, I'm not too mad about the trade, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. The, when I find out about that trade, I'm like, 
The Knicks could have got more for Porzingis. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> what, you, what, you, what you think they could have got? Maybe, like, because I saw a report that Kings and Knicks were talking De'Aaron Fox for Porzingis. Yeah, that I think that was at the at the draft, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, Um, I think, man, that would have been – that would have been yeah. That would have been good. That would have been a better trade for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It would have been good for both teams and definitely. And why, but I mean, why Dennis Smith. Dennis Smith is. I mean, that's. I mean, they were in the same draft class. They're both you know very athletic, big guards. So it's not like it's just that the Kings have a better roster. Yeah. So like yeah, but yeah, it, it would have been a good trade too. Yeah, man, it's gonna be crazy off seasons for my team and your team, man. But now <laughs> for sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Facts, yeah. Let's do it. Um, so what is your thoughts about the whole Lakers season? And do you think LeBron um, creates drama everywhere he goes? <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say a, a lot of it is not the, is not the drama he, he inflicts. It's, you know, it's the media again. You know, this is a, you know, childhood prodigy. So it's like, you know, for him to continue to have the success is automatically be media attention plus the L.A. factor. So you combine that together. Like it's just it's like a movie. That's pretty much what it is. His last four, his last four years is, is like a movie. It's like it's really a movie. That's what I compare it to. Um, so, uh, I mean, my, the, my thoughts on the season is health. I mean, it, that's that's really what it was. I mean, when they were healthy, you know, fourth in the Western Conference, looking like one of the best teams. I, I, before the season started, I thought they were going to be a, a top five team in the uh in the western conference for sure and uh just just look at that lineup with ball ingram lebron kuzma and mcgee you know that's just an athletic lineup with so much length and they could cover everybody and switch so i already knew that was going to be special and then of course you got you know you got two playmakers and in, in zoe and braun that do special things off the ball and with the ball in their hands so um you know i thought that was going to be good but you know they just weren't they just didn't get help once lebron went down that really was a big blow to the team and then like and they were playing so well in that christmas game it was like a bittersweet moment in that game it was it was really tough to to see that but um and then you trade and then i think i think one of the things too was was the zubat trade I, I still don't really understand that um i feel like they could have kept him they you know the, you guys need a big man for sure and i yeah, think yeah. That, that that might be something that that, um, that uh, Rob Palenka and Magic look to in the draft possibly is a couple big guys out there that, that could potentially be a nice fit. But I just, yeah, I just think it was more health. You know, a lot of people, I don't want to say, <laughs> let's say LeBron brings, brings drama everywhere. It's, I mean, it's going to happen. Obviously he's the top, one of the best players ever. So those, those type of things are going to happen. But I just think it was more injuries because again, because when everybody was healthy, it was playing great basketball, 15 and eight when, when it was Braun, uh, Zoe, Ingram and Kuzma, when they were playing together, they were 15 and eight. So and one of the best defensive teams, again, because of the athleticism. So, I mean, it, you know, it was, a, it was an injury plague season. But I think, uh, I think if you guys keep the young core and they continue to develop with LeBron, that's, that's the, I think that's the best ideal situation for L.A. If that happens, I think, I think you guys will be fine. Because if you look at the Western Conference, there's a lot of young cores. Suns, Kings, Mavericks now with Porzingis and Luka. So it's like if you, keep, if you, if you guys keep that young core with LeBron, I think sky's the limit for sure. Yeah, uh, the Lakers season for me, man, was disappointing, frustrating, a lot of speculation and drama, man. But you're right, 15, 15 and 8 when we had Lonzo, LeBron, Ingram, and Kuzma, right? Yeah. Yep. So, and if – I think if LeBron never got injured, man, we would be getting ready for the playoffs because no, – No question. We, we were riding high. We were engaging defensively. Offense was good. And as soon as LeBron went down, the Lakers felt like they gave up, like they just lost all faith. They shouldn't do that. They should have kept playing with passion and motivation. 
But what really killed it for me was those trade rumors too. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That was another thing. Yeah, for sure. That was a, that was a big time. That was a big time as well. I didn't, I didn't, I thought if Anthony Davis was going to ask for a trade, you would think it would be before the season started. Mm. Um, I think that would have been a better situation than that. Maybe the Lakers could have possibly made a package deal to send to new Orleans up until the trade deadline, as opposed to, you know, trying to make it work in nine days. I think that, I think that was a bad move by, by clutch sports and AD, but, uh, you know, those type of things happen. And obviously, you know, it was, everybody kind of had an idea, like, you know, LeBron wanted to play with AD ever since AD left his management and signed with, with clutch sports. So, but yeah, that, that was, that was, that was, that, that left a big stain too. I think if uh, they would have looked back, if LeBron and those guys would look back, they probably would have regret, regretted that move at that time. Okay, yeah, man. Lakers always in some type of drama every year, man. It's getting frustrating watching the team sometimes. <laughs> But, so um, who do you who do you think is going to be the head coach? I, I know I'm hearing reports that that Luke Walton is probably uh, going to be fired. Who, who do you think should be the candidate? Should it be Brian Shaw sitting right there, or should it be somebody else? That's a tough question, but uh, I would try to talk to these three people: Derek mm-hmm. Fisher, Ty Lue, and try to go get Greg Popovich. Just, just mm-hmm. try, just try, just try, and if you get rejected, oh well, at least go try to get them. You know what I mean? Try to recruit them because if you got Greg Popovich with LeBron. There would be, LeBron would, attitude would change tremendously. Do you think Greg Popovich would be a good fit with LeBron? Of course, of course, no question. I mean, that's, that'd be the, the the greatest coach he's ever played with. I mean, that's probably the one thing that when you talk when you compare the goats between you know LeBron, uh, uh, Kobe, and Jordan, we talk about those three guys. You know, people say, well, you know, Kobe and Jordan they played with the Hall of Fame coach, and LeBron didn't or whatever. So I think if you know, that'd be, I think that'd be another great challenge to see LeBron play with the, with the Hall of Fame coach and see how that pair would work. Uh, I mean, I, I just if, – if he leaves the Spurs and goes play with LeBron, just imagine that. You want to talk about drama? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Greg Popovich don't play around, man. He, he pulled Tim Duncan out a lot of times when he didn't play defense. He doesn't, he doesn't care if you're a superstar. He'll pull you out if you're not playing defense. For sure, for sure. No question. And he, and he holds everybody accountable, and I think that's why they've, they've continued to be successful without Tim Duncan. I definitely agree with you, bro. Yeah, and then Derek Fisher. The reason I say Derek Fisher, he's uh, coach of the LA Sparks. It's just I, don't right. know, I just feel like Derek Fisher bringing that motivation for the players and maybe bring back the triangle offense. So, do you think Derek Fisher would be a good coach for the Lakers? No question. I think it's I think it's important to kind of keep it in uh, keep it in house. Get some Laker guys. Obviously, Ty Lue, also a former Laker during that um, that two thousand two thousand one season. Um, I think yeah, I think Derek Fisher would be a great fit. Obviously, like you said, knows knows the, um, the triangle offense. I think that that will work with LeBron. Obviously, LeBron's LeBron gets older, he should start to play more in the post. And you look at you know guys like Kobe and Shaq who flourished in the post under the triangles. So I think that'd be a phenomenal fit. Um, yeah, I think Ty Lue, I think Ty Lue knows that he knows the triangle as well. So yeah, and I won't be surprised if at the end of the day, I would not be surprised if we got Ty Lue because you see how when Ty Lue was the coach of the Cavs, he went to three straight finals. Yep. You know, Ty Lue, everybody said Ty Lue's not a good coach. I see he's a good coach. Why are people hating on Ty Lue? <laughs> Why are people hating on? I think uh, I think a lot of a lot of it has to do with LeBron. You know, they, they he doesn't get the credit he deserves because everybody just thinks LeBron does everything and <laughs> LeBron's the owner, GM, and you know uh, everything. You think he runs the team, so and head coach. So they they don't want to give him any type of credit, but I think, yeah, like you said, he, he deserves a lot of credit, you know, dealing with the scrutiny, especially in Cleveland where um, that's where LeBron's from and, and the, the pressure to win, the, to win the championship after he came back. I think that was, so I think that was great. I think he could, if anyone can handle that pressure, 
I think it could def- it's definitely him. It's definitely him. He could definitely handle the pressure, one, with coaching LeBron, and also the L.A. pressure as well. One, already playing in L.A., so he understands. And also the, the, the need to win a championship because he has one. I think, I, think it's, he'll, I think most likely it's probably going to be Ty Lube ending up being the head coach. Yeah, man. Me too, man. But that's crazy. Luke Walton, man. I thought Luke Walton was going to be, like, a good coach. You know what it is, man? The reason he's not a good coach is his system. Mm. Just his system calls and his rotation. Every time somebody's hot, he takes him out for somebody that didn't do well. So it's like, come on, Luke. Do you think Luke's a good coach or do you think he needs to work on his uh, rotations? Rotations, no doubt. That's definitely one of the things that um, that he definitely is. Uh, the, the system, I mean, this is another guy, again, he played with Phil Jackson, so he understands the triangle too. So um, I think, yeah, rotations was definitely definitely the problem, ex- exactly what you were talking about. There would be times Zoe was hot, he'll take him out. Uh, same thing with Ingrams. Just some of the lineups, especially after when LeBron got hurt, weren't the, really, weren't the best lineups, I think, for them. And I think, that was uh, one of the reasons why I lost some games where he should have won. So yeah, I think that I think he he may he may, he may go back down to college. He may go to co- the college route and be a head coach. I heard for UCLA or I heard Phoenix too. Phoenix Suns. Phoenix Phoenix would be nice. That'd be nice. You know, he I think I think he's right now for the type of coach he is as being a young coach. I think it'd be better that he's with a young team. And obviously the Lakers were a young team, but then when you add LeBron to the factor, it's just the expectations just skyrocket. So. I think I think sons sons or college would be would be good for him to kind of reset and then possibly you know try to try to get a better job later on. Yeah. Now we're about to dive into some NFL. What's your NFL team, man? Uh, don't hate me, bro. You know, <laughs> uh, yeah. For me, I, I ride with New England, bro. I've been I've been a Patriot fan for a very long time um, since I was you know seven eight years old. So uh, that's that's my squad. No hate, man. But uh, we got <laughs> Patriots, man. Um, it's about Tom Brady. So do you think yes. who's better? Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers? Like, who would you build your team around? Like, I know that this question right. I had for you. Yeah, right now. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, you know, right now, right now, I know he's he's forty one, turning forty two in August. But I just feel like, I just feel like I'm gonna still go with Brady. I'm still go with Brady. Just just from the shoulder up, that just he knows everything. He knows every single defense. Um, he's seen everything. Is nothing that. Uh, shocks him. If you put five guys in front of him and, and protect him, you got a shot to win every time, every single time. So, I mean, just the clutch factor alone, you know, six Super Bowls. Uh, I mean, Rodgers is great. And there have been times I would say that Rodgers, you know, doesn't have the roster to, to, carry, to carry the Packers back to the Super Bowl. But because um, when, when they won the championship, that was a stacked roster. And they haven't really had anything like that in a while. So um, I think I think if they put some put some better players around around Rodgers, you start to see more success and start to see him get back get back to the bowl. But I'm I'm still going with Brady, man. It's just it's just too clutch, too clutch. I've just seen him too many times, just march down the field and just get it done, man. I'm going with Tom every time. Yeah, um, I'm a <laughs> Charger fan, but I got to yeah. go with Tom, Tom Brady, man. I, I to be honest, man, I underestimated him. I even, I ain't going. I'm gonna keep it 100. I said he was old and washed up, and he proved me wrong in the playoffs. He whooped on my Chargers, 48-28. So he's a goat, man. You you can't underestimate Tom Brady anymore. I'm not anymore. I bet you ESPN will. Every time ESPN underestimates Tom Brady, you notice they win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they. I don't know why they try to under. I mean, this is a six round draft pick. So I mean, he already plays with the chip on his shoulder already. So uh, I don't know why <laughs> they continue to try to put you know add more you know add more pressure or fake pressure to this guy to try to make him fall. He's gonna rise every time. So I never understand why ESPN does it, but if it, if it keeps if it amounts to wins, 
I'm, I'm for it, bro. Because <laughs> yeah, only got also, a couple, only got a couple more seasons of this, so I'm yeah, just, just, yeah. I'm just grateful. Yeah, man. I want to also get your thoughts about Rob Gronkowski. How do you feel yeah. every time? I think the again, it's, uh, I think the writing was on the wall for, for for Gronk. You know, obviously his his body's deter- been deteriorating ever since that uh, ever since the forearm injury and the back injury. Once once those two injuries really really flared up and he had multiple surgeries on that, kind of had a sense that he wouldn't play. You know, well into well into the teens of his career, similar to like a Tony Gonzalez or something like that. So, um, and then and then the ACL MCL tear. So, um, you know, I'm happy he went out on top. You know, that's that's definitely um, something I'm happy for. And obviously, he, he made the you know, the, one of the biggest catches in the in the game in the Super Bowl, obviously, you know, on that drive to, to lead to the Sonny Michelle touchdown. So happy for Gronk. For me, he's a tight end GOAT. You know, I know a lot of people are going to say Gonzalez because of the stats, but I just see Gronk in the playoffs. I just seen too many, too many high intense playoff moments. He always steps up. So, yeah. So a hell of a career. I think he could possibly come back. It's, I think it's very possible. You know, maybe he just rests his body and really just resets his body and gets right takes a couple times similar to what Jason Witten did I think he could definitely do something like that um so I'm, I'm not I'm not saying like he, it's over over but um I'm you know I, I'm, I am happy that you know he's decided to make this move but I still still think it's a possibility he could make a comeback for sure if Tom hits him up yeah <laughs> yeah man I agree with you man and I would like I would, like you said I wouldn't be surprised if he takes like well, I wouldn't be surprised if he takes a year off comes back and then went teams up a Tom ready again man because yes. I think his body needs to rest bro because he's always injured man it's like he's a good talented tight end but those injuries stop and he's a great tight end to me i think if he never injured he would be up there with the greats oh yeah he'd be, he, he, and for me I, I feel like yeah even even though he played nine seasons i still feel like he's, he's right up there you know um and everybody's yeah. comparing shannon sharp and him everybody's disrespecting my boy antonio gates he needs to be putting that category up there man absolutely absolutely he absolutely it's because he's not um you know, Shannon Sharp is more was flashy. He liked to talk a lot of trash. You know, Gronk is more like charisma party party guy. You know, Antonio just gets it done. He just gets yeah. it done. Uh, you know, at his at his peak, he was he was him and Tony Gonzalez. When they used to go at it, man, he he was a problem, bro. Uh, Antonio, he 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 still gets it done. So uh, yeah, he's he's a beast. Uh, definitely, definitely, very probably the most underrated tight end. He doesn't get the love because you know the Chargers didn't have as much playoff success. Mm-mm. So, so he never, so, so people never saw him in that, in that type of spotlight. But in terms of numbers and and, and games and things like that, definitely one of the, one of the greatest, one of the greatest, no doubt. Yeah. All right. I got one more question for you. Give me your top five quarterbacks of this year. Top five quarterbacks. All right. Uh, number one, I'm going with Tom. Two, I'm going with Patrick Mahomes. Three, I'm going with Rogers. Four, I'm gonna go. Man. I'm going to go Russell Wilson, four, and then five, I'm going to go Drew Brees. I have the same exact list as you, but I take out Drew Brees and throw Philip Rivers in there. Nice, nice. Yeah, I think, man, I'll just say real fast about the Chargers. In my opinion, one of the most complete teams in the NFL, just stacked yeah. on defense, stacked on offense, and then on offense, you got two, you got three, like, you know, behemoths <laughs> and Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, and then the Gates still might come back and give it one and more Durant try. James is the beast, man. Durant Durant- James. Problem Casey Hayward, and you got the two problems up front in Ingram and Bosa. So and Darius and Dar- uh, Denzel Perryman is back, and they also got we got Thomas Davis. Thomas Davis, excellent inside linebacker, man. Gus Bradley, defensive coordinator. So uh, but we have to put it together in the playoffs. We yes, always, we have to. It, it, I feel like we're almost there, man. Like I feel like if we let's say Eric Berry, if the Chargers got Eric Berry, I think our defense would be skyrocketing. Even though it's we have it good now, 
if we have Eric Berry, we'll be split, man. Yeah, man, him and, him and Derwin James in the secondary? What? Yeah, yeah. And so, that's, come on, man. That's, that's why my Chargers never win anything, because they're never aggressive in free agency. I wanted them to go to Earl Thomas and Don Kinsue, but they're just sitting there waiting. Yeah, come Sue's on. not even on the team. I'll say, I'll say real fast about the, about the Chargers. I think the one thing, the O-line, you know, if you, look, if you go back to that divisional game against New England, New England really got to Phillip a lot. So um, I think if you put, put, put five guys in front of Phillip, we already, we already know how accurate he is. So if you, if you protect him with those weapons on that team, uh, is Travis Benjamin still there? Uh, yeah, he's still there. We lost Tyrell Williams to Oakland. And I, so, I, got, I, wanted, I got Tyrell Williams' jersey right now. I won it off of Goodwood. So I have his jersey still. Nice, nice. So, yeah, yeah the Char- Chargers are going to be good, man, for sure. Yeah, man. But I want to thank you for coming on the Big Baby Johnson Sports Podcast show, man. Uh, thank you. Up soon, man, and talk more sports. Absolutely, bro. Thank you for having me. And I'm um, definitely looking forward to you being a guest on my podcast as well, bro. Thank you so much. All right. Appreciate it. Yep. All, right. All right, bro.